0: What's going on, y'all? It's Cassius from the Second Floor Podcast. Just want to say thank you guys so much for tuning in. We have a great conversation today. We're having a little bit of a debate talking about the difficulties and the challenges of bringing your wife home and living with your parents. You know, Kenny and I have a little bit of a debate, and we talk about the challenges and the obstacles both on the man's side especially from a male perspective but also from the parent's perspective and the man's perspective so make sure to tune in let us know your thoughts and don't forget to review us on spotify apple music hit that subscribe button on youtube it would truly help us out we love y'all thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy the conversation
1: The podcast you're listening to is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network locally grown, community supported. My name is Kyle, and I'm the host of Putting It Together. From a very early age, I've been obsessed with musical theatre, and in particular, I've adored the music of composer Stephen Sondheim. So I decided to create a podcast where I invite on a new guest each week and go through each one of his productions, show by show, and song by song. You'll learn about theatre history, you'll laugh, maybe cry, but always, you'll be swept up In the music. It's called Putting It Together and it's available anywhere you get podcasts.
2: Let's get straight to the episode. We've been scheming for the past little while, we wanted to give the studio a revamp. And we've been thinking what we wanted to do. So the boys got together. We seriously had to get rid of the couches, the desi style flower couches. It was hit or miss. I legitimately, bro, I had some people go to me and they're like, "Yo, you got rid of the, you got rid of the flower couches. Those were sick." And other people were like you know what those had to go like the, it was a mixed feeling and i started to feel like we needed a change and then karam we went to where did we go bro we went to ikea
3: yeah ikea on a sunday morning like wow. it was uh like we were a bunch of old uncles ready to go shopping <laughs> kenny walk i'm waiting for kenny at the top of the escalator being like holy shit we've come to uncle status where we can now be uh all we're missing is the cul-de-sac bro <laughs>
2: That's what was funny because Karam goes up to me and he's like, this is what we're doing now on a
3: Sunday. Right, this is man? this is the shit that we got into. But I will say, the blue couches, when I first saw them, I was like, whoa, these are fire couches. And to the, to the point where we're renovating our house right now, right? I showed my mom the picture that you sent me, Kenny, uh, of the couches in the studio that my mom is looking at couches. And all of a sudden she goes to Ikea and she's sending my dad these blue couches. My dad's like, the fuck you need blue couches for you trying to run the podcast right she's like it'd be nice (laughs) but to the point where i think because we got them she was like blue does look like a pretty bold color and i also think not everybody just gets blue you know it's but when you get it it's different it's time
0: (laughs) for a fresh face i mean we got a new host we got a new host we got new new furniture it's a new chapter baby everything new
3: bro oh me (laughs) i'm the new host Oh, I thought it was just a hair part-time. I thought it was just a trial, you know? I tell you what. I was waiting for the boot, but eventually when I put some money into these couches, I was like... <laughs> this isn't no trial we're, I'm locked in <laughs> yeah, yeah. yo bro that's jokes <laughs> these but guys took me to Ikea like bro we'll just watch we'll look at some things and then by the end of it like bro so you paid this much and then should we put it on your credit card too Oma's running to the <laughs> parking lot to get his credit card you know how I see this and I'm gonna put a little twist on it with basketball obviously cause is my shit mm. um Kobe. it's like <laughs> it's like before super teams became super teams this like We were all individually trying to do our own thing as, as our own version of star players on our team, right? But then the power of joining three superstars together builds a super team, and that makes them unstoppable. So I was constantly thinking, if I'm trying to level up to a point where I'm taking things further, I might be able to do that pretty well eventually. But if I can do it with three brothers, right? And obviously, it takes time to, to build up to it, and you guys built your value on this. For many years you guys put in sweat equity right and um Sina equity even even like this stuff like i think we're at a point now where we understand how to level up we've leveled up enough where there's a baseline right it's not like we're still trying we're we're still hungry but hungry for that next level but the initial level is probably the hardest i would say now that we're here it's it's nice to to be able to do do shit together
0: no, I totally agree, bro. And I think talking about levels, like, you know, when you first start something, whatever that is, it becomes about, okay, can we be consistent with it? Can I work with the person across from me, right? When we, me and Kenny started the podcast, it was like, can I work with this guy? I don't really know who this guy is. We aren't homies yet. Um, can I trust him? Does he have the same work ethic as me, Ex- et cetera, et cetera, right? And then once you buy, once you pass that stage... Now you're t- thinking about unifying, like, how can we be better together? Oh, your weaknesses are you don't talk enough. That was my weakness. You don't talk enough, you're not very good at asking questions. You know, let's let's level up on there. Kenny's, hey, you got to listen more. you got you got to be a little more you know on on the listening side of things and 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 I, and as you pass that, it just becomes all these different things. Oh wait, our our gear isn't as good as good. What, what camera do we need? What lighting do we need? What, what what can we do? We were even thinking back in the day um, when we were in our office filming the podcast, we were actually planning to rent in downtown. We were going out and finding office space to be like, how do we do this on a week-to-week basis where maybe we get somebody else's office and get somebody uh, another production team to film it for us depending on the price and we were willing to split that. So by the time we got through all these hurdles, you're Now you're cooking with gas.
2: Here's what Karam said when we're thinking about what to share next topic-wise. He said, we should have an episode talking about the impact our mothers have had on us. It's awesome. The challenges of being different and wanting different things in a Desi household. So I really marinated on it. And I'll tell you my response right off the bat. But I was supposed to say Bart. Like I'm the <laughs> 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 Bart. Yo, it comes out randomly, bro. It's like Tourette's, bro. Tourette's right? Bot, bro. It's like bro. You never know, man. Anyway, I said, "Yo, that's a sick topic. We can talk about the concept and fine lines between cutting out the umbilical cord, metaphorically. You know how, like nowadays, a lot of times you might have, let's just say, someone's with a woman. Sorry." someone is with you as a DC man and they're like, yo, now you got to cut the umbilical cord out. You got to be more independent, right? So like, how do you guys feel about that, right? Getting into that topic. And then um, what that means for a son and a son's future misses. So this is the way I want to look at it right off the bat is the balance between still giving your mother the self-respect that she deserves and the, the love that you gave her all her life and still making sure that you, and now having another woman you love. Like these are two women that you love in your life and not making one or the other feel some type of way, especially with the time, attention, that you will still give both. So I just started to look at that balancing act of how that can happen. And I, I love this topic. I think it's important we address it because there's a lot of families out there, bro, that either the man is in the middle of both situations. So he, he's playing middleman. He's stressed. Because he's like, ah, I got my wife or my girlfriend saying things in my ear. And then I've got my mom saying things. I'm trying to keep everyone happy. And then you've also got like the 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 wife that you're now bringing into your household who now is forced to look at the home like, as, like it's a house, but it's not a home to her. Because mm-hmm. it's all based off of how your parents raise you and their values. She just automatically out of nowhere has to customize to it, right? She said, like, like just you got to do it automatically. And then now you got the mother who also is trying to look and see how her son is just is is acting differently, perhaps around the one he's with and is also, let's face it, the mother might feel or the father, too, in this case, they both might feel like they're still running the household. So it's like, I want to have a conversation around this because I think many people are going through it, but they're not willing to talk about it because it's all behind closed doors. Like there's there's so many people, bro. There's a lot of women that come close to wanting to divorce their husband now because they're like, oh, like he'd rather listen to his mother than listen to me. But it's like there has to be a balancing act on both ends.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess it's big on the dependency of who you marry because if you marry the right person, then I think there's a little bit less of that. Then again, I got no no clue because I'm not a married man. But I think what... um, How about this? And before, like, hold that thought.
2: But if and when you choose to get married, mm-hmm. how would you orchestrate this? What would be a perfect world for you? Would you just be like, "Bro, I ain't even trying to like have everyone live under one roof. I'm gonna like keep things separate." But what's your go to advice in this situation if you were married?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think privacy is is something that we all seek, especially from a younger younger age, or like independence. And I think staying at home is a form of independence that you don't. Uh, fully experienced. So I think there's going to be a part of just like any relationship you have with anybody, whether that's a friend relationship, whether that's a relationship with a significant partner or a significant other, um, you're influenced by who they are, right? Your 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 actions are influenced by, in this case, family. So there's a part of me that also wonders, okay, if I'm not home, what would my influence be what what would i pick for my for myself or like what would what would be the changes that i would make that are just different from like just what i would pick at home versus what i'm going to be able to do if i was to live on my own so i would say in the perfect world obviously if we have a mansion everybody can live with privacy and still be separate uh but live on live under one roof but i think um being close to family is something of value to me so I'd always want to be close or be around but I think ideally like I'm not one to stay like every time it snows I look up to the sky and I I picture God saying I put you in the sand and you brought your ass to the fucking snow <laughs> right so I don't see myself just being in snow or cold I I picture myself Always moving around. I've never been one to just stay around in one spot. So, to even have the thought of being under one household, one constraint for like that long, um, it makes me feel a type of way. But at the same time, I understand too, because so many things have happened in my life where the only constant has been my family and they've always been there for me. So, like, what do you choose at that point, right? You have your dreams and independence that you want to seek. But at the same time, when things didn't go your way, your family was there to to get you back.
0: The, there's also the the power dynamic, right? So your mom your mom is the one who runs the household, right? And she's always ran the household, right? She's ran you as as the son or you know, the daughter. So in my, in it's my, her it's her house, right? So oh, in general. In general. Like it's her household, mm. right? It's your mom and dad's household. They run they've run the ship since you were born. And so now you grow up. You are seeking independence you are seeking power for yourself right you're always you're seeking validation from them but you're also seeking your own power and so that's either driven through your career driven through projects that you do driven through other relationships and if you don't and depend again this is all different different for household to household but we're not white kids we're at 18 we're kicked out right or forced to pay rent or else or else or else you're out right um they want us there even when we're married and even when we're past past the point of marriage they want us in their household right and that's out of course that's out of love or whatever the case but at the end of the day we're all trying to have some sort of independence so there's a power that there's a power shift as you get into your mid-20s as you start to become an adult not only between you and your parents where you struggle with your independence because you're under their household so there's still you don't have full autonomy but at the same time you bring in this person in, into, into the mix as well, who comes from a different household, who has different beliefs and values. Maybe similar, right? Maybe similar because obviously if she didn't have similar values to you, you probably wouldn't get married with her. But at the same time, she brings her baggage, right? And now she's trying to mix it with your mom and dad. She's also trying to make you happy. So in her, in her scenario, she's having to deal with a lot more of a different dynamic than you are. Because you've always lived under the household, so you know the rules. You know it's the comfortable game. Comfortable for you. You know what it's, it's comfortable like. for yeah. you, right? For her, it's brand new, and for her, it's brand new. And the her lens might be different than yours. From an understanding perspective, you should have more empathy towards your partner because they're giving up everything and coming into your house, into your household under your mom and dad's um, house, right now. If you lived on your own, that's different because now you're building your own dynamic. Right. So you're all, you're building your own little empire, your own little household, your own culture, your own whatever the case. But when she's coming into your um, into your um, den, you know, into your mom and dad's den, there sh- you should have more empathy to your partner. So I'm glad you brought that up because
2: there's two things that really stick out to me there when it comes to making sure that if you and your significant other are going to be living inside of your parents' household, number one ask yourself, what am I going to be doing to ensure that I'm building on the relationship that my significant other needs and deserves to have with my parents? This is from the guy's perspective or even the female's perspective because you now deserve and you also should put in attention and love and value into her parents. It's not just one-sided, right? And I feel like that can happen sometimes. Or you're living with my parents, you need to love them. Oh, when was the last time you talked to my dad? You know what I mean? It's like, it it should definitely be equal when you're marrying into families. So number one, look into that relationship. Like you as the guy should be almost plotting, like scheming, like finding ways to be like, okay, like you're gonna meet my mother for the first time or or, or, you know what, you and me and my mother, like let's go out, let's do something together. So you at first need to kind of start getting the ingredients put together to build up that relationship between these two women that you love, your mother and your significant other. Now the next thing, would be make it crystal clear on what your environment in your household looks and feels like on a day-to-day basis. Is there family dinners? Who's doing what chore-wise? What role do you play in the household? Everything from, yeah, finances to, um, you know, who spends time with who? What does quality time look and feel like in the household? Make this really clear so there's not really much of any surprises. And then go to your significant other and be like, hey, so... Tell me, what aspects do you like? Oh, I love that you all get together for family dinner. I love that there's like a once a week thing where the family gets together. Okay, great, what don't you like? What are some things that are triggering or alarming or so different that you don't really, or you can't really see yourself having involvement in? And what would you like to add? What do you want to, like, like what are things that are, are, are what you value from your household and how you got brought up that you would like to now see integrated in ours? You know, because now it's a matter of at least you're recognizing that, oh yeah, like you know how Indian families are. We have daughter now, right? We have extra our household. Okay, great. Next day. Okay, you do dishes, right? Or like all the fun's over now, now. Now you play a role in the house, but you don't even get a say in where you get to put a new art piece in that you really want to have in the living room. That's not allowed, but you got to contribute and do chores. But at no point can you put a certain piece of furniture that you like in it. Sorry. So the point I'm trying to get at is making it really aware of how you can make this person not just feel like they're living under a house, they're living under a home that feels like their home. And I truly feel like if you and your parents and and your significant other want to work on working this out as opposed to it now jeopardizing the potential of your relationship actually continuing, have the conversation and do it as soon as you can. When you know you want this to spend the rest of your life with this person you almost be that spokesperson to a degree Mm. you know because she's not gonna say it she's not gonna create conflict you're like hey cool i'll keep that in mind i'm gonna have a respectful honest conversation with my mom and dad one-on-one we'll talk it out and i'll keep you informed but i know it can really work and everyone can be happy if everyone can kind of mutually recognize that in the invitation of bringing someone in we're doing our best to make it feel like home for them too with the balance act between both values of both families that are being integrated?
3: I don't overthink that too much. Um, I'm more focused on my relationship with my wife and I understand like that's, that is that is a topic that's been brought up in the house but obviously, honestly, like if it was up to me, bro, we should all live in a house together, right?
1: Great stories are timeless. To be a great storyteller, one must bridge the gap between an alluring narrative and the audience. To pull with the heartstrings and to shape the imagination. At Q Films Media, we're more than just a media production agency. We are a powerhouse of creative individuals, content creators who specialize in telling great stories. Stories that are intimate. And kept closest to the heart. Stories that are powerful and inspiring. That spark boldness and action. We are Q Films Media. We're here to tell your story. We are always unseen.
2: Like, I'm going to flip. I'm going to do full switch and flip the other side of the table. I think another thing significant others should recognize is your wife or your girlfriend should have and deserve quality time with their parents. And I'm just going to pick on her dad for a second. You should not get envious. You should not get jealous about that. She should go out on dinners with her dad. You should be able to go out on dinners with your mother when you're married. You should be able to wine and dine your mom. You should be able to call your mom and tell her you love her, whether it's in front of her or not. Like the thing that upsets me, man, is I have some clients at Good Life that literally, bro, they'll talk to me and, and they'll be like, Kenny, it sucks. I feel like I'm on thin ice with my son. They'll literally feel like I can't even, I have to be careful with my words in front of my son because he's going to get chewed up by his wife or she's going to feel like I'm getting too involved in his life. So my saying is, yeah, listen to your mom's advice. You don't always have to take it. But you and your partner should just be willing to at least let the mother speak on how she wants her son to live her life because guess what to the mother it's always going to be like that's always going to be her baby boy but it it just also recognize that like you don't have to completely shaft the mother bro like i just i just say that because i just see man it's, it's sad like i have mothers who become close to tears bro Just seeing sometimes the stress that puts them where it's like, man, you got to be on thin ice just to say something to your kid because you don't want to distance yourself even more. Like it's gone to this extent. And now that when your son talks to you, you're like, who are you? I barely recognize you. Like this woman has controlled you that much the mother should not be, be jealous as well of like how much he's, he, he, you're showering your your girlfriend or your wife and how much time and attention you're giving her because that's who matters now.
0: I want to ask you a question. So how often do you listen to your mom? Kenny, I need you to do this. Kenny, this is my advice. I need you to do this. Or I think you should do this. How many times do you listen to her? My advice? mom rarely does ask. I don't take it all the time. I'm not going to lie and say, I'll, I take everything my mom says.
2: And that's a respect factor I have with my mother where she says, you don't have to take my advice because my mom always taught me to this
0: day to just, he's got to learn from his own mistakes. So my point is this: is like, how often do we listen to our parents? Even just forget the relationship side of things when they talk about anything to do with your life. Oh, Krom, I don't think you should wear this black shirt. You should wear this yellow shirt. Oh, Kenny, you should be doing this. And why are you doing this podcasting, Kenny? Why are you doing this, uh, Omid? Why are you doing this rapping thing? You should be doing this. You should. You know what I'm saying? So our parents will give their advice based on their lens and their views or whatever. And they want to implement as much as they can from their th- themselves into us. But as we grow up, we want to form our own identity. Right. And so what happens? We rebel. Omit, don't drink or smoke. What am I going to do? You're going to go and try it because you're what, why am I not allowed mm. to do this? right why omid you're not allowed to go have sleepovers or kenny you're not allowed to what do you want to do you want to go out with your friends and do these things so my point going back to what you're saying is you bring the love of your life home right this is your your budding flower right the girl of your dreams you 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 finally have something that is my Rani, bro. right and then your mom says i don't like what she's wearing why is she wearing that necklace why is she wearing that 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 doesn't look good kenny you should tell her not to wear that necklace anymore around our family kenny why is she wearing that why is she why is she have her skin why is she wearing this tight clothes kenny what would you do right so well, i guess so i just want to make a point here is what are you going to do in that scenario right you're going to i feel know what like, i'd say how could you Wait, wait wait hold on i'm just saying how can how are you going to feel right you're going to feel like you know, you're gonna rebel against your mom. And say, "Mom, you have no right to say that's who she is. She's great. She's..." You're gonna start defending your your partner. So when your clients who have daughters and sons who are saying, "Man, I'm on thin ice with my son. If I say something about his wife, or if I say something about this, and if I give advice, he's gonna lash out, or he might do something that tarnishes our relationship." And I know many, including my, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say it, but there are certain people. That I know that are very close to me. Who are in the same scenario. And in fact. Ha, they don't say nothing. Because they want to keep that relationship. Between their son or their daughter. Because they're like man. But but in behind closed doors. They'll talk shit about their, their son's partner. Or their daughter's partner. But be, but they can't do anything in that scenario. Why? Because the son isn't open enough. To take the advice. And, and, and they want to rebel. And they would rebel. So that's a, that's a really
2: good perspective because that looks at things on the other end. But I'm going to first tackle what you just said. If I was in that situation and they and if they were to say that, not that I could ever imagine them doing that on my end, but I would say, listen, with what she's wearing with who she is and, and how she acts, it's the same way she'd act and the same things that she would be wearing in front of her parents. And they've allowed it. And look how good she turned out. So if they don't mind, why should you care? That's it. I'd say that lovingly, but it's like, If our own parents are cool with it, then why is it bothering you so much?
0: No, Kenny, she can't wear that shirt around me. Don't bring her in the house if she's wearing that shirt. Okay, okay, so then perfect. I'm glad you brought this up because then you know what
2: that turns into? It turns into civil war, right? <laughs> <laughs> No, but like, full <laughs> on, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of the session. That's the end. you, you. Get the guns out and now it's time. How much do you really love this girl and how hard did you try? How hard did you genuinely try to make an effort? Because here's the thing. What if she goes one day and says, honey, I can't do this anymore. Like, like we, we gotta go. I've, I've done everything I could to be in this household. I've tried to upwork it, but I've done it so much to the extent that I'm losing myself and my identity in the process. Can, can, can we find, figure something out where we do full switch in this whole household situation and things actually go 180? based off of how much we tried, or let's remove ourselves out of the equation. Doesn't mean you no longer have to see your parents anymore, but let's leave. So now, you as the guy, that's the last dish effort. Communicate. Go to your mom, go to your parents and say, listen, it's gone to this point now where we no longer feel comfortable living here based off of how different we have to feel. So are we able to make these changes? If not, respectfully, mom and dad.
0: Respectfully, we're gonna move out. So that's that's the perfect scenario for sure. If you can if you can be in the middle and mitigate both sides, right? Civil war
2: coming on both sides. But but the thing
0: is, is a lot of kids, or sorry, a lot of young adults who are blinded by love or are infatuated with their partner. You're gonna listen to whatever your partner says. You're gonna listen to. So when your mom says something, you be like, "No way, she ain't like that. She's not this. She's not that." You don't see her like I do, mom. You don't understand it like I do, right? And so it's it's easy to say, Kenny, like I agree with you. Like there should be the communications on both ends. So now when it comes to their partner, who are they going to listen to? Your mom says, "Ah, oh, you know, Kenny, I really don't think she should be doing that. Maybe she's right but because you're infatuated with your partner, what are you gonna say? No, mom, she ain't like that, you don't understand. You you immediately pull, put up the defense barrier. Truly and so defense. I'm just saying it from a different scenario. This is obviously different and obviously every household is different, but I just wanted to bring that up.
4: Calling all new emerging content creators in BC and Alberta. In case you haven't heard of StoryHive, they've been supporting storytellers in Western Canada since 2013. This year, they're celebrating their 10th anniversary with their biggest edition yet. The story Hive Anniversary Documentary Edition is funding 80 short documentaries on any local story you're passionate about. You can get $20,000 in production funding, training, and mentorship and distribution on Teles Optic TV and Stream Plus. If you live in BC or Alberta and you have an idea for a short documentary, now is the time to send in your pitch. Send in your application by February 28th at storyhive.com slash apply. Your story, your narrative. So how much does your parents'
2: acceptance then have weight on the decision of who you end up with? And I'll ask it in this way. Let's just say you're so enthused about this person. And you happen to introduce her or him from both sides for our audience, male or female. You introduce your partner to them and your parents after maybe the first second third fourth time you ask them genuinely what do you think mom dad your opinion matters to me i really love this person tell me what you think and they say you know what what they don't hide right to Omid's point they hold back keina, right mm-hmm. not gonna say anything let them figure it out no they put their foot down they say i don't think this person's the right one for you and here's why Here's what I notice. Here's the differences. Here, I see you're treated. This and this and that and that and this. Would that have weight and would that ultimately make you go, damn, maybe I shouldn't be with this person. Or despite what they have to say, opinion-wise, you're still going to go all in.
3: Um, I don't think I'm going to go all in easy because I think my parents have obviously some, actually a lot of respect for me. So their opinion obviously matters. But I think before I completely answer that question, um, we're talking from a male perspective on on all of this, right? So when when we're talking about being infatuated with the woman, for I tried to give different perspectives too, but yeah, mainly, but I think like how we're talking about the household and the scenarios is more male based because the the Mm. female comes back to the male's house. Mm. Big boss. But I think it's also an interesting topic that for men it's completely different than women to find a partner because as a male there's so many different guys to pick from and we work really hard on ourselves we suffer a lot we go through a whole lot of different things to be able to build ourselves to a point where the girl of our dreams appears right so now i don't think it's just completely blindly infatuated with somebody i think when you find the right person you also have have worked so hard to get her right? It's not like you can just pick the the love of your life out of nowhere. You're gonna have to work on yourself quite a bit. So now when your parents are giving you advice and saying, I don't think you should do this, you should do that. I think in the back of my mind, at least, I'm thinking, well, this is how hard I worked to be able to find her. And this is the amount of effort that I have to spend for, say, 30 years, right? Now, the parents... Uh, opinion obviously is going to matter but I think why sometimes the men pick the women that they're with partly is because they work that hard to get her and now it's a form of survival. She's going to be the mother of your kids and you're looking at how can I take care of my wife to the fullest while still being able to please her parents. Yo, that's
2: bars and I want to add to that because there's some people that struggle with this where it's like that's genuinely like the right person but just because the parents might have very old school thinking and old school traditional ways and they just haven't understood how women are now and they're looking at oh no you need women that cook clean stay home and are on their knees praying to you going oh like like oh like 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 almost like to their knees like you know like it's like no things have changed right like (laughs) you know what i mean like and to Karam's point it's just being able to say because i want to say this like mom dad i chose someone that i feel so confident and comfortable enough to introduce to you and have in our household based off the values that you gave me
0: but but that's the thing, they gave you the values, right? They've they've curated you, and so isn't it in their right to voice their opinion? That and I'm just I'm just putting that out there. He says, right? He worked super hard, and he's right, right? You work super hard, you find the love of your life, you find this woman. You feel finally, comfortable living in your home, right? Yeah, and and that's I totally get that. I totally respect that. But they also curated you, and they've built you, and they fed you, and they wiped your. <laughs> You're bum mm. when you were a kid. You know they they put blood sweat and tears in you. So when you lash out at them because of somebody else that's outside of the household, they and in their mentality they can't understand. That's why the relationship thing,
2: bro. You got to get them to have that. But what's your take on it then? If they if your parents genuinely were like, no, not a fan.
0: I like I don't see this person being right for you. Would that have weight on your decision? It definitely life, would. Then? I'm not gonna lie. It would have weight for sure. Because I respect the opinions of my mom and dad, but i'm in a in a position now where I feel like I have a good balance where i can I can politely tell them no like I'm not doing this and this is this is why, and at the same time, I can make my own decision like I can make my own decisions but but in not every household it like why well, I guess what I'm saying is my point is is not every household is like that right How not ever get to that cuz I, I bet
2: you people are listening to that right now and they're like yo
0: great man because, what's the inside be, scoop because because parents parents some parents are are in old school mentality so for example my so uh, some family members have dads in in my in my family who no matter what they have to marry a muslim girl so anything outside of that you are khatam it's finished You've, you're cutting, you're drawing a font. You're the black, you're the black sheep straight up. And so as a kid who's growing up in that household and you fall in love with this beautiful white woman or Punjabi, Punjabi, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, so, so Kenny, what do you, what do you do in that scenario? Right. You love your parents dearly and they love you too. And all they've said, Kenny, you can only marry a Punjabi woman. That's it. If it's a Muslim woman, you and I, this isn't happening anymore. Now what? Right? And so no matter mentality, no matter how much you persuade them, mom, it's not like that. They're some modern girls. She understands values. Our values are similar. I don't like that, bro. And this is what really upsets me because I don't care. Like, I'm going to just
2: face it. I'm going to say it you move your kids to a brand new country, bro. You, you you bring them into this world of wanting them to be more advanced and more educated, right? I want my kids to be more educated. I come to a new country, I've worked so hard. So because I put you in this country, you have to marry who I say you marry because I've worked so damn hard. Like what kind of gaslighting is this, right? Like here's the thing, you made your kid grow up here to get a better education, to be surrounded around multiple different cultures, right? Welcome to Canada. We are multicultural. So now you're going to force your kid to be like, wow, all colors of the rainbow. They get to see it. They get to be so close. But you can't touch, right? <laughs> you can only see, right? And then they tell you, you can only pick blue. <laughs> and damn it, you see Roi G, Beth, You see red, orange, yellow, blue. Fuck. Like, what do you do? God. I... I... <laughs> Yo, no, that's facts. That's a fact, no bro, right? You see Royji Bim. And it's like, do you not understand what you're doing to your kid? Right? Like if they have the same values, I and you're like No, but I don't like this, bro. Low Kiki Klange, right? What are people gonna say? And how are they gonna talk to the grandparents? How are they gonna communicate? No sasrikal, no nothing. Translate Take the extra Five minutes to translate God damn it Right Like yes Marrying into the same culture It's so much more beautiful It's so good Right I'm all for it But don't Like Like the fact that you're gonna put your kid Man Cause I've seen it bro The kid will get so stressed It will like Stress the kid out To the point where he's hiding his relationship He doesn't even know if he should marry this person And vice versa Right It's like man Let them marry who they wanna marry What's it to you You're gonna be dead in 50 years <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Mic drop.
0: <laughs> that's the that, extreme side, huh? Oh, bro.
2: Full civil war, bro. Play raw Civil War,
0: bro. Dear, bro. You're on
2: the. I'm weighing it all sides, though, man. Side. I, I would never tell my kid, only Meri Punjabi, right? Like, sure. I would love that. I would prefer it. But if my kid fell in love with a completely different. Uh, ethnicity then what does that say about me then then I'm a hypocrite right I'm Punjabi or I'm another culture and saying people don't respect us people treat us like shit but you could never marry someone outside our culture <laughs> bloody idiot <laughs> right like Roy G Biff bro <laughs> No, okay yeah, go ahead No, no
0: go. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is, is this no, a can, fire is,
1: episode and <laughs> everyone's like
0: give me the mic give me the mic <laughs> so the, the thing is bro is like you but even think about it because you're not a parent yet and I'm not a parent either yet, but I, I I'm I'm just taking the other side. When like for example, and this is just a simple example, you you have a son, right, Kenny? You grew up doing martial arts. I have hundred kids, bro. Right, let's All let's, let's say. Say, <laughs> Academy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So you have you have a son, right? And your son. You're, you're like, you know what? When he's at a, at a certain age, I'm gonna get him into martial arts and jujitsu. That's your dream, right? To roll with your son, to to go to jujitsu tournaments, to go to classes. You want him to 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 experience what you experienced growing bro, up, bro. My right? kid's gonna be shrimping right out of the womb, bro. <laughs> right? So, so what what happens in this scenario when he's like, you know what, Dad? I really hate jujitsu. I hate everything about jujitsu. I don't want to do jujitsu. I want to go do painting and drawing. I don't like anything sports related, right? In your head, as, as an, as a, as a father, you've always wanted your kid to take on certain things that you've wanted because you grew up in that. I want my kids to play ball. I want my brothers and sisters to love basketball just as much as me. But guess what? They don't like it like that. And, and no matter how much I want to implement and force that on them, they're not going to like it the way I like it. And so Same with your parents. Your parents have certain ideas and values that they're like, oh my son, you know what? I want my son to be a doctor and this and that and do this and get into this school and why. They're 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 wanting those dreams that they had for in their in their eyes for their kids. And I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that it's right for them to say no, you can't marry certain people. I'm just saying that from their lens, this is how they they envisioned their family and their kids and their daughters.
4: This episode of the Second Floor Podcast is brought to you by Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported.